It is 6.19 and 10 seconds, and we have officially kicked off our podcast. What the F was that? (laughs) (laughs) Who's podcast? Welcome to 105.5 The Podcat. You are hanging live with Corbin, John, Clayton, and Adam. It's about to get real, real imaginary issues with men. Men that enjoy doing things together. Let's go. So, hey guys, I had a couple revelations today. First one, I want to throw this at you guys. Can any of you tell me the difference between a dove and a pigeon? I would have said... That a dove is white and a pigeon is gray, but I think you're setting me up. But that's okay. what I think it is. Anyone else? That's my go-to as well. Are are revelations different than revolutions? Like, if you say, I had a revelation today, have you, did you turn around? Did you, did you turn around in 360 degree fashion? You did a mental turnaround, a mental the, but revolution. But those aren't the same thing. No. What was the question about birds? Hey man, what's a, is it? What's the difference between a dove and a pigeon? They have different scientific classifications. They're different. Think, they're different birds. I'm pretty sure. I think I read in my science book that doves don't actually poop. Is that the difference? No, you were actually right the first time. Like real talk, they're just the same bird, but one's white. Oh, good job, me. See, that's that's nailed that's, it. That's, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. If they're different colors, they're not the same bird. Yeah. I mean, they can be, but there's no other animals that are like that, right? Like, they're two separate, like, things, but well, they're literally about, the same thing. What about, like, a Butterflies? jaguar and a mountain lion? But I feel like they have more differences. Like, a pigeon is literally just, I mean, a dove's literally just a white pigeon. A pigeon mm. is something that... It's like a... Sp- a specialized pigeon. It's a more specific version of a pigeon. An oh. albino pigeon. You know how at weddings sometimes they release the doves? It's so pretty. Mm-hmm. What if your wedding colors were pigeon themed? Would you just like save some money and just get a lot of pigeons from the park? Yeah. It's kinda cool. We 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 were uh we were navy and gray were the theme colors of my wedding, so I think that the That the pi- is pigeonable. We should have yeah, released the pigeons. Totally pigeonable. You had yellow too in their beaks. Wait, weren't you yellow or is that Adam? Nope. I, I had some there. yellow. Wrong I way. had some because we had sunflowers. Would you yeah. would you eat a dove? Yeah, why not? Would you eat a pigeon? No. Why? Why not? Cuz a uh, dove is white and so you know it's pure of all like imperfections. Ooh, that's very Jewish of you, Corbin. Yeah, that's really Thank biblical you. sounding. <laughs> um so another another not really revelation I had today but just something I thought about. You guys know the movie Airbud? Oh my gosh. I remember literally seeing the preview for that movie when I was a kid and crying because I couldn't watch it immediately. That movie led to my eventual quitting of basketball cuz it was at that point in my life. I think I was around 10 or 12 when Airbud was better at basketball than I was and I just I think I looked at Clayton and I said, "Clayton, this isn't for me." 
I said, go wrestle, Adam. Yeah, yeah. See you later, purple team. <laughs> if you all were to guess, to date, how many Air Bud films there are, what would be your guesses? Okay, well... Five. Sweet mother. All right, five. I would guess... Because you're bringing this up, I would. Hold guess... on, I need to. I need to. I need to rephrase this in the Airbud universe. Okay, <laughs> okay. So that expands things because I know there's definitely some different animals in Airbud. Let me see if I can name them all. So, okay. Yeah. So there's, there's Airbud, Air, the original. Airbud Two, The Streets. There's Airbud. <laughs> Airbud. <laughs> Airbud. The foot. The football edition, which is uh, Golden Retriever. You have to no Golden Receiver. You have to name Nailed the Airbud, title. Airbud Golden Receiver. Yeah, Clayton actually got it right. You said. You're going with a different uh, step up route. I just went with. I assume that dancing is some at some point has okay. come into Airbud. Well, we've got we've got three. There's Airbud Strikes Back. Air, is there an Airbud Reloaded? Okay, that's five. Sequels that's of other five. movies with Airbud in front of it. Well, we're gonna arrive at the correct number, Corbin. So it all us, has let to, us work this out our way. It all has to okay. play off some sort of a dog theme. So, and, uh, and probably a sports theme at least. Yeah. Like there's probably a soccer one, like uh, Airbud, no, no pause allowed, or <laughs> Airbud, golden goal, golden goal. No, it's Airbud, bend it like beagles. <laughs> <laughs> that's way better. Okay, so that's six. That's a I much think. better title than the actual one. And there's probably a baseball one. Oh yeah, um, there is. Airbud, kibbles and hits. Ooh. Guys, we should make our own Airbud film right? dynasty. So seven, seven. What if I told you? Oh man, there are fourteen movies in the Airbud universe. That is a lot. Are there of even fourteen sports? No. <laughs> okay. Well, here's here's the deal. There's five based on sports. We got Airbud, which is about basketball. Airbud Golden Receiver about football. Airbud World Pup. About soccer, Ugh, we should have thought of Airbud seventh inning yeah. fetch about baseball, uh, and be Airbud spikes back about volleyball. <laughs> How <do> you... <laughs> so we have those five in the like core. Um, can we Air pause? Can we pause there to just discuss of all of those sports? I think the most ridiculous one for a dog to play is baseball. What the heck? <laughs> yeah, what I the heck? I can. I get. I okay, get volleyball. But a dog can a dog can can fetch a a, a outfield play. Where's he going to put or his he, glove? He can. He doesn't need a glove. <laughs> with, his mouth. with a mouth. With the mouth. Dude, his teeth. Well, you can play with your mouth. Have you no, ever here's the thing. thrown a baseball at your dog and be like, fetch? He's just going to run home with the ball. Home home run every time. Here's here's the big no, with volleyball. You can't do anything with a volleyball. Here's the big issue with baseball. Professional baseball hitters, the, like good professional baseball hitters, hit a third of the time, like make a hit a third of the time when they're up to bat. Zero chance of ball of dog hits a ball. Nothing. Yeah. Put up. Yeah, zero chance. You could I put think, ten bats on it. It could just spin in circles at the plate. It's not hitting any of them. What sort of strike zone? What sort of strike zone would he have? Ooh, that's true, Clayton. I mean, he just gets walked every time. It's pits to knees, and if it's. If it's la- latitude, that's the tough it's, strike zone, dude. That's that's why I think like uh, uh, <laughs> he just walks every time. <laughs> you go under him, dude. That's why like a midget is perfect for baseball because you just whoa I mean, that whoa, whoa, whoa 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 PC. Please be PC. Yeah, Please. this is that's a PC why, um, show. That's why. That's why a uh, it's a, midget, a little person. It's a midget dwarf LPs. little person. Please we like do. to apologize to all the LPs out there. We have. <laughs> 
Okay, well, anyways, back to Airbud. There's five, okay, in the core universe. Airbud apparently had some offspring with a dog named Molly, and they spawned the Air Buddies films. Oh, Air all Buddies. Right? So they're all directed DVD, shocker. None of them <laughs> about sports. Um, just to run through them real quick, we have yeah, Air, Air Buddies, Snow Buddies, Space Buddies, Santa Buddies, Spooky Buddies, Treasure Buddies, Super Buddies. Come on. They really... That's- so I was... So- so I was right with five. No, I said the whole universe. And just to give you a brief uh, synopsis of Super Buddies, the buddies acquire rings that give them superpowers. Now they must use them to stop a villain. So pretty much the same as Airbud one about hoops. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed that they didn't like at least come up with funny little clever names. They exactly. Just- and then uh, there's two uh, spinoffs about Christmas: uh, the Search for Santa Paws and Santa Paws Two: The Santa Pups. Wow. And those are in the same okay, universe. Well, there must be clever. a fan base. I mean, to do that many attempts. Yeah, it's got to be making money. There's got to be somebody somewhere. That's Maybe a four, uh, no, 15-year range that these movies have come out. Anytime something doesn't make sense in my life, I just assume that it's successful in Japan. So, or that it's an Airbud movie. Well, that's what I'm saying. Kids is, love dogs. Or Land Before Airbud is probably successful Clayton in Japan. Clayton Harvey. That's where I'm going yeah. next. How many Land Before Time many movies Land are there, guys? There's, there's like, there's like 26. Uh, I was gonna say 28, but that's a huge number. That seems a bit ambitious. No, they just, they just churn them out. I think the amount of Airbud movies really increased your guys' guesses, but I'm just gonna let you know it's also 14. Wow. But the wow. thing I found most interesting is they came out, uh, I don't know, kind of consistently up until 2007, and then there was a nine-year gap to one made last year, and some of the voice actors included Damon Wayans Jr. and Reba McIntyre, so it's got some, it's got some clout, you know? Well, wow. at least for people whose careers are dying. Yeah, hey, Reba still has that show. What's it called? Reba. I think Adam got it. It was just called Reba. I think it is just Reba. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I just thought of that stuff today and I wrote it down. Guys, you know how you know how we um, talked about how bad we would do at golf. Well, I, I just recently went to the beach, and at the beach there are lots of golf courses. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I went golfing with three other guys. So I got to see how bad I would actually do, and. I actually didn't do that bad. I was surprised at myself. What was par and what did you shoot? I don't remember what par was, but I shot a... Okay, so here's the thing. I shot an, a cheating 94. So a 104. So, <laughs> so it would have been... Yeah, it would have been something closer to like a 104. Can you define cheating? Because when I play golf, I also have what I like to call Adam rules. That includes rearranging the landscape. Uh, <laughs> p- picking up the ball and throwing it. Uh <laughs> Any time, any time I just I land on something, or in a place that I don't like, I just pick the ball up and put it in a place that I do like. Um, <laughs> I don't think that changes the score much. But hey, what hey, you- Adam, have you ever, um, if you like, hit a ball in the fairway and you have a really good like wide shot yeah. to the to the hoop? Yeah. Um, but you don't want to you don't want to miss. Do you ever tee your ball up again in the fairway? <laughs> I've definitely done that. <laughs> driver <I'm> time. <laughs> the driver again? Yeah. I thought everybody did that. Yeah, does that, anybody not cheat at golf? 
If I'm oh. if I'm gonna pay, <laughs> no, you've cheated. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna pay, I've cheated before. I just like, don't currently cheat. What do people What do people pay for golf on average? Let's say fifty bucks. If I'm gonna pay fifty dollars and spend four hours out on a course, I am gonna enjoy it as much as I possibly can. Which means that yeah, that's I'm, a good strategy. I'm not good enough at golf to care about. Oh, I gotta hit out from behind this tree. Heck no! I'm gonna move the tree or <laughs> just move the ball and then hit a good shot. But it's way more fun to hit like a crazy hook around the tree and be like, wow, look how successful that was. Again, I'm not good <laughs> enough at golf to, yeah. <laughs> to even attempt a lot of that. So. But you know, what's even, you know what's, what's even more fun is if you try to hit a hook around the tree, but you hit it directly into the tree and it comes back and hits you in the face. Yeah. That's do you think, the most fun. Pe- do you think people cheat more at golf, like playing golf with their friends or playing poker with their friends? I would guess golf. Definitely yeah, golf. I think golf. Too. Golf is Poker, easier yeah. to cheat at. Yeah, man. Poker's watch... more fun. It's more high stakes to cheat at, though. Yeah, that's true. Like that's just, true. just, just hide, just hide some aces under the table. One time, I was playing poker with John and his brother. This was back in the day. Yeah, and we were playing for like I don't know a couple hours, and then at the end, John's brother revealed that he was cheating the entire time, <laughs> and then. John revealed he was also cheating, and I revealed I was also cheating. So what? it just worked out great. It was like even playing field. It's like steroids forever. It was. Have you guys ever cheated in a game of poker that I've been playing with you? Oh, every time. Yeah. I I don't think I've cheated for when there's money on the line. No, no I also don't gamble different. for money. That's, we don't gamble for money. That's different. Don't gamble, kids. That's different. If if there's money or some sort of an actual thing that someone might care about, I'm not going to cheat. But if it's just for fun, yeah. Yeah, the rules are my own. Adam, but to answer your question, no, I, we didn't cheat like that, but we cheated basically every time we hit it off the, the hit our first drive poorly, we would hit a provisional and then just use the provisional. I see. Okay. So it's like, and then we were pretty we were pretty lax about drops too. Two two we call that we call that rule two off the tee. Yeah. Two off the tee. We did a lot of two off the tees. Mm-hmm. And occasionally when I was like, My ball's in there but I don't wanna search for it, I'm just gonna drop it here. So it was I, – I probably added t- a good 10 strokes. But the coolest thing, have you guys ever heard an alligator growl? Is that um, a drink? What? No, it's like literally have you heard an animal, the alligator, growl? It is Is the alligator awesome. Is the alligator the name of your dog? Uh, no, it's literally an alligator. We're, we're on the green all starting to, to make our putts reading the greens um and we just hear this like growling like i don't know if i don't know if it was a growl compare it, or compare it to like a dog there growl. was an alligator in heat um it was like that but more prehistoric like a dinosaur growl Ooh. Mm. so like when you watch jurassic park and the the t-rex kind of makes that like yes. super low scratchity noise i'm gonna play a uh yeah. i'm gonna play an alligator growl for us here okay Yes. Whoa. Can you guys imagine trying to putt with that thing like 30 yards behind you? It sounds like someone's fully automatic, like, belching. <laughs> I was hearing Alien from Alien vs. Predator. Whoa, on my, sound, yeah. on my sound wave, the alligator growl looked like an alligator tail. Mm. <laughs> Do you think all animals' noises look like them on the sound waves? I believe that's called knolling. <laughs> that's close. It just, it got me thinking. 
something that we've we've talked about before is you know if you're in a sport wouldn't it be cool if there were some rules where if if this one certain event happened you would just automatically win game would be over it's done you win if you do something cool and i was just thinking like in a game of golf not getting a hole in one but if you could get if you could like drive a ball off the tee and get an alligator to eat your ball i think that would be i think that would be a win like just okay i'm taking a zero and oh, game's yeah, over it's, be- <laughs> it's better than a hole in one it's a zero yeah okay can i do you one better and if you hit yeah. a golf ball and it hits an alligator's eye and becomes the alligator's new eye then um the golf course shuts down <laughs> wow that's high stakes <laughs> it turns into a state park yeah okay and so they immediately get- bronze that alligator where it stands and it's like a statue so let's so let's take a be all for so that. let's take a sport like basketball okay right uh one of my favorite sports of all time Really, really love the regular season. Watching all my favorite athletes compete at just hey, who's your favorite? Who's your uh, top two favorite players right now? Um, well, I would say LeBron, but everyone likes LeBron, so I yeah. tend to go with um, you know, a couple of the uh, deep deep bench players. Probably nobody's heard of them, but um, yeah, you know, Dana, Dan, Dan Patrick, and oh. um. Probably, probably Sonny Beltran. He can throw down. <laughs> They're yeah. both really good at the sport. But anyway, what if we took a sport like basketball and we just kind of made levels, right? So what's the rule for ending a game? What's the rule for ending a season? What's the rule <laughs> for ending the sport altogether? <laughs> so you're talking about, you're talking about if, if, if. This single activity, this occurrence, if someone, if this accomplishment happens during the game, what is the sport, significant enough? The sport would end forever. <laughs> okay. Yeah, what okay. would have that's to happen? Gonna have to, that's going to have to be something ginormous. Can we start with what would have to happen to end a game automatically? Yeah, let's go there first. Let, let's work yeah, our let's, way up. Let's start at the bottom. Now we're here. I mean, the easy choice here, I think, is some sort of like... Full court shot backwards, whatever. That's I don't even know if that's worth. That's like ending a quarter. I don't even know if that's worth ending a game for. Ending a game. <laughs> what if you're losing? <laughs> yeah, that's no. It. What if? What if it was like more situational, where like you have to be down by at least thirty, and you have to hit a granny shot from half court, like just something like. That. So you can only do it like when you're down a lot. So like, okay, you can't and just... and in that instance though. Your team would automatically win, is what we're boom. Yeah, game. so like, let's say you're you're the uh, the Washington uh, Generals and you're playing the Warriors, mm-hmm. and you're down thirty in like the first quarter. You could spend the rest of the game just shooting granny shot half court shots. Yeah, but those are so yeah. easy to defend. Well, then you got to work on your plays. It's got to be something That's harder. True. High stakes. Okay, but but also it you know if if you're a team and you're up by twenty eight, you probably won't score again. You know, you have to think like maybe I keep Ooh. this this yeah. this buffer limited to twenty eight, so they can't actually make the granny shot from half court. Can you to win the game? Can you score for the other team? Like, could they go shoot a layup on the other basket? <laughs> I got one. I got one. If this would just really destroy the sport of basketball. My rule would be at the at the start of the game, 
when the referee throws the ball up in the air, up, 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 and the two teams pick, hey, you're going to get the ball, and the guy gets the ball. And if he gets it and he shoots it in the basket and the, the ball comes through the basket and another person catches it before it hits the ground and then he unzips the basketball and then there's a human baby in there, <laughs> game over. Just the game? Just the game. <laughs> that one is... That's a game-ending that rule. I don't know. That one's approaching like a sport-ending rule, I'm pretty sure. So you just really got to hope that ball's got a zipper... No, but like well. that would be that would be one team's secret weapon to win the game. You know, like the Washington welders, if they have no wins for the season, and then they pull that off with a human baby. If they're willing to risk a baby, I think they should win the game. They should get a win. And that requires so much planning because, yeah. I mean, someone has to impregnate that basketball nine months prior. Oh my gosh! And then to just to work it all out perfectly is. <laughs> I like I like watching Adam laugh convulsively. <laughs> oh gosh! Okay, that's that's a great point. <laughs> I don't know the uh, logistics of how you're getting a baby in the ball. Oh, I know. And so oh, I know out of the ball. There's a little tiny hole in every basketball for this little okay. needle thing. So specific yep. people with the right shape would be great for doing that. It's it's like one of those Easter egg eggs that you that you poke at the hole and then suck out the yolk. Yeah, it's just reverse. Oh wow, that just <laughs> you just poke, poke the hole and then insert the egg. <laughs> Oh, whoa. You line up the holes and you blow through the egg. And it we, it in there. we really need a doctor. Just make sure that you've, you've warmed the ball Okay, so enough. I, I, <laughs> I, think I am in right. full favor I, that that's a, that's a game-ending rule. I think that's, that's a, a sport-ending. That one is... Yeah, that is I think a sport you jumped right one. to if that occurs in a regulation game of basketball. Yeah, that can, that'll be sport. For game-ending, we can just say if you can 360, if you can 360 dunk... One of your opponent's children, just like something like that. Hmm. One of your opponents. Like not, not the, not <laughs> I feel ball. like I feel like that's happened before, though. Like in those street leagues where the MCs are on the court and they just they're just dissing each other, and one guy's like, "I'm gonna shoot this ball in your eye," and that's a diss. And then the other guy gets the ball back, and he just he dribbles through the guy's pants, and then he's like, "I just diss you back." And the other guy's like, <laughs> "The other guy's like." Where where's your baby at? And he just takes the baby. <laughs> I've seen it on YouTube. It's not that funny. Yes, he takes the baby and he just three sixty dunks that baby and then triple this. Game over. That's happened before. You know that's happened before. Oh, yeah, man. last disc definitely was. Adam, you are just you are so much more street than I remember. Yeah, guys, Seattle. <laughs> well, you uh, you're from the streets, right? Yeah, school of hard knocks. What was your degree? Brass knuckles. Okay, okay. That's a good specialty, good choice. Okay, well, bas- we just solved basketball, we solved golf. Any other sports we want to just, like, fix real quick to make it um, more interesting? Yeah, football? Okay. Can we do a season-ending goal? I- I've got one I want to say for football. Okay. And say it, because I don't here's, here's, a, here's a game-ending one. Here we go. And it's it's mainly because I want to see people try to do this, but I want I want, like, any reception... That's over 40 yards for a touchdown if you catch the ball 
in your helmet, Ooh. that's a game ender. Because how entertaining would that now, be to see people just like trying to headbutt the ball in the end zone? It, regardless, regardless of what team you're on, I think okay. if you catch it in the end zone over 40 yards, game over. So wide receivers and DBs, and the helmet staying on your head in this situation. You're you're catching it with yeah, your it's got, face it's mask. It's got a stick. Hmm. Yes, face in mask. Face plants. I think that happened in the Little Rascals, Little Giants. Oh yeah, Little yeah. Giants. Yeah. Might have been little giants. Yeah, I'm imagining like you know how salmon look when they're jumping upstream. They're like, <laughs> that's how I imagine everyone jumping for the ball. Exactly. They're just like trying to catch it with their eye holes. You know, um, you guys ever play the game NFL Street? I played it against you on the GameCube. Okay, great game. And you know how like there's uh, like a lat like the lateral is a big part of that game, and it feels like what. So here's what I think could happen in football as a game ender is if you successfully. Uh, score a touchdown on a single play in which every single player on your team on the field touches the ball. Okay, that's a that's, per- that's a good one. That's like a real I, one. That's a good like that, that, oh. that could be real. Yeah, yeah. No, I like it. I like it. We need some reality to keep us level. I like it. On the flip side, if someone out of the audience throws a paper airplane. Oh, onto the field, and it injures your opponent's eye, and he can't see anymore. Mm-hmm. But you perform surgery on the field and revive his eyesight. Then your team should automatically win the game. Is this during play, or do we have a stoppage of time? Well, it's in between plays. You only have thirty-five seconds between plays to oh, accomplish it. Oh, so, okay. How about this, Clayton? I like your paper airplane idea. But yeah, help, help I'm going to do it. you one better. Please. Get a real heavy stock, like a real thick stock of paper. Card stock. Make like a cargo jet-esque paper airplane. You throw it on the field. The quarterback, preferably Steve Young, throws it into the cargo jet airplane, and it goes out continue, of the con- field goal. Oh, I thought oh. it would continue on its flight path into Jerry Rice's hands. Nope, just through the field goal, and you only get three points. Okay, so that's just game still on. <laughs> uh, that one's not a, a game ender. It's just a three pointer. That's a tough three points to earn. I will. <laughs> you really got to work for it. <laughs> I will tell you. Uh, I think I'd probably just settle for the field goal. <laughs> <laughs> so we fixed all the sports. You're welcome. Um, yeah, Tom Brady. It, well done. The sports implement implement our rules, and you can put all this. Uh, national anthem kneeling stuff behind you. If there was an owner of all the sports, I think it would be either Paul Allen or maybe Jackie Chan. So I'd like to Paul thank Allen them. Paul Allen is literally a sports owner, so he, I mean, he, he, I guess he's rich. Basically he owns the Jackie city Chan of Seattle. Makes no sense to me. Well, think about all the good that he's done for sports. Mm, you got me there. What about Air Bud? He's done all the sports. That's pretty good. He's in five of the fourteen sports. Yeah, really good resume. Hey guys, we have a uh, we have another listener email. It, these are not coming in as fast as they need to come in. By the way, guys, listeners is who I'm talking to. Um, but we did get an email from someone who calls themselves Parzival. Jeez, <laughs> I know. <laughs> How do you spell that? <laughs> Is uh, every person who writes us like they're not? From, there's, are they there's, all from like Iran or something? Par- I, Parzival. 
I don't know. I think Can you use Parsifal is is like a. Isn't he like the the knight who found the Holy Grail or something? That's going to require some fact checking. I don't. I think that was Indiana Jones. Yeah, we don't have the internet, so just move on. Well, look, I can't. I can't tell the listeners how to label their emails. This guy, he wrote Parzival. Okay. Um, it's with a Z, by the way. Parzival. Of course it is. Okay. He must be a Ready Player One um, fan. But um, here's his question. He says this. He says. Guys, you guys are all so creative. I'd like to hear if you were given the chance to direct a big time Hollywood film, what would the script be and who would you hire as your cast? And what would the movie what would be the general plot of the movie? Can oh. we uh I like this question, Parsnips, but can we make it movie about us? So who would play us in the movie and what would it be all about? Yeah. I like that. I feel like that's easier to do than me coming up with a movie plot right now, even though I could and I have. You mean you don't have, like, one in your back hip pocket ready to go? No, I mean, I think we've literally written down movie plots, ideas from previous episodes. But, like, who would, uh, yeah, do, uh, I guess cast for your, how do you say it? Biopic? Biopic. Just biopic. I think biopic is how you say it. (laughs) So we need to pick famous people. That would play, play us, us in a movie that we haven't decided what it's about. You can say what it's about. Okay, well, we I can tell every person right now exactly who should play them. Okay. You can just start going. We'll stop you if it sucks. Well, who I wanna, plays me? I want to know what everyone else thinks. Oh, well, mine's pretty obvious. Mine is a movie. It's about me, but just it's John's life, but it's just me instead of John. And I'm played by Ryan Gosling and Ryan Reynolds. We switch off, or they switch off as me, every scene. So we just watch John's life unfold? Yeah, but it's me instead of John. Is it similar to being John Malkovich, but you're just, you're being John Thomas? It's being John, Johnovich. Yeah. being John. And John's son, John's son is played by John. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) And and John's wife is played by... Paula Dean. <laughs> that was an odd choice in the end there, but yeah. you could get her on Curve, the show, Curveball, for sure. If she's your wife, then you can tell her, deep fry this butter. <laughs> so mine's pretty, mine's pretty um, easy. Okay. Okay. I would have, I would have um, a movie about me, uh, young me played by Colt McCoy, uh, the NFL quarterback. Mm, looks and, no acting experience um, there, but he's a, a dead set lookalike <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just about him slogging away nine to five footballer, you know, classic. And, and then it goes to uh real time old me, which is Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. After Colt McCoy wins the lottery and then has a, an emotional breakdown about how money doesn't solve your problems. Wow. You've put a lot of thought into this. I can Man. Tell. I'd watch that it. It was really what's great. It, I've, got a, I've got a manuscript. Do you have a working title? Uh, yeah. Uh, footballers Got the Lights. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually pretty good. That's, that's pretty it's nice. not a bad title. Alright. It's going on my list. Of movies, every movies every football see. sports... Uh, show has something to do with lights. 
That's actually true. The guy who made the guy who made Friday Night Lights is coming out with another high school football show, and it has lights in the. What's title. it called? Lights out. It's like after the lights. Lights is it? Probably. Know. After the lights go out. Uh, yeah, okay. is there a football movie or show that doesn't have the word lights in it? I can't think of any. Remember the lightning. Remember the lightens. Um, uh, Airbud. Bark till your lights go out. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Classic. Okay. I'll go. My movie. Obviously, you guys would all be in it, but who plays each of us first? Let's just get that out of the way. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Adam is played by Jim Carrey. Obviously. Corbin, you're played by Hugh Jackman. Because of our similar bodies. Oh, nice. And your facial hair looks a bit Hugh Jackman these days. It does. It's very dense right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, which actually, you're doing really great. Are you using, like, a beard oil or something? It's a a salve. Mm. And John is played... John is played by... Shia LaBeouf. No, we're going to go with... Okay. Uh, I want John to play the strong female lead. John's going to be Emma Stone. <laughs> um, oh, solid. Nice. Okay. And, and my character is going to be played by a guy who is just probably my favorite actor of all time. Not who Corbin thinks I'm going to say. Okay. Daniel Day-Lewis. Wow. Um, That's a mixed bag of a, characters. It's, it's another three-name person, but close. Who were you thinking I was Stephen Anthony Lord. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually That's not, not bad. a bad... Similar Adam's hair? In, yeah. Yeah, Adam needs to incorporate him in his movie. My, my characters are set. Anyways, I just want, mainly, I want my movie to show Daniel Day-Lewis, like, I don't know, I want to see myself go insane or something and have Daniel Day-Lewis portray that. I think he'd knock it out of the park. Any movie where Daniel Day-Lewis is a crazy person is a movie I want to see. Mm. Like Lincoln. Uh, that I wouldn't actually put in that category, but Adam? Recently, I watched a movie on Netflix called Old Boy. And just a side note, I don't recommend it for children or maybe anybody. It's a pretty crazy movie. It's also a foreign film, so you never know what you're getting into there. Long story short... I would do the prequel to Old Boy. So I would film a movie where the villain is this, the main character, played by uh, played by me. So I would be my own actor in my movie. Um, and then you three would be in the movie, and you would be played by famous people, because I would want to work with famous people instead of you. Also, okay. they're better actors. And I'm actually pretty good at acting. I have character references. Um, so uh, Clayton would be played by Jenna Fisher because why not? Oh, I quote her all the time. I, you're, you're practically her. John, you would be p- played by Michael Fassbender. Um, I think you guys solid. I think you guys really would actually get along. And he would study your life. He would come and hang out with you for a couple months to learn <sighs> your your ins and outs. Oh, yeah, man. you guys. Oh, man. I'm excited for who I get to be. Yeah, who do I get to hang out with? Uh, Corbin, I picked somebody just based off of looks. Uh, this person probably has nothing in common with your character, but Gerard Butler for sure huh. would be playing would be playing Corbin. And ironically, I would just put Gerard Butler in his 300 character the entire time, and he'd be that kind of one hard to in, hard to explain thing about my movie. 
because uh, a lot of people would watch it and be like, "That was a great movie," but why was why was the guy from Three Hundred in it? I don't get that. And then I would write, and they would and they would read too much into it, yeah. and say you're a genius yes. because of it. Yes, that's how you make it in the movie business. You just put things in movies that don't have any logical reason for being there. Uh, and that's really what my movie would be about. The first scene would be all of us eating live squids at the same time. And, um, yeah, young boy. That like- that's what I'd call it. <laughs> I was waiting for that from the moment you said old boy. <laughs> I just wanted you to say young boy. I don't know why. Does that answer the question? I think so. I think these would all be terrible movies. I agree. Yeah. Oh, that's man. why we're in the podcast Horrible. business, guys. I hate sports movies. Because we obviously produce such a beautifully done podcast. Yeah, I'm an actor. I'm not a writer. Look You're it a up. voice actor. Yeah, I can change my voice into like 30-some, 30 35 voices. <laughs> I can do little kids. I can hey, do... Hey, give, give us one. Give us give us a little kid right now. Okay. I want the, I want the, young, the young British kid that yeah, you do Yeah, do you have any... Pre- here, yeah. Everyone, <laughs> everyone do a voice. Quick, Adam, you go to yours. Dad? Dad? Is that our dad? Dad? I thought you were, I thought you were British. Oh, you didn't you Is didn't that say that. that. I said the young dad. Well, that's okay. Daddy? Daddy? <laughs> I went way way in me britches. <laughs> Cheerio. Okay, now you Jolly. do one. Jolly good. Put put the chicken on the <laughs> barbie, mate. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, my go-to is a is a New Yorker walking across the street. Hey, I'm walking here. Oh, that's pretty that's good. Pretty good. Yeah. All right. So I this podcast all the time, and I'm really bad at all of them. Do one quick. Yeah, pick one. But we've already covered the easy ones. Can you do my? Be a Spaniard. Can you do my accent. A Spaniard. Okay, I'll do a Spaniard. Uh, a a a man. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> That was two words. <laughs> we just, no, you just you just you just have to say Barcelona. We did, Barcelona yeah. with with ths. There was this guy that I worked with one time, and he was Mexican, and he I asked him if he wanted to go eat lunch with me, and he said, "Okay, let me go get my wallet." Like, hey, that. send me a piece of that corn. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I should have channeled my inner Nacho. You that got it, man. It's right there it. for you. This has been impressions with the guys. Impressions by Pam. Free of charge. Impressions <laughs> by Pam. I have I have two short questions. Okay, let's go. I have two short questions. This one this one came to me while I was traveling at approximately five hundred and twenty miles an hour in a large soda can like structure. Any guesses what it was? Any guesses? Submarine. Ooh. Uh soda car no um it it was the new uh elon musk tube both are what uh no no all of those were terrible it was an airplane and the question the question is this the question is this it's it's really not that crazy of a question initially initially when you ask it it's like oh that's easy stupid question move on but what i want to get into is the imaginary side of it the question is what is the best seat to sit in on an airplane, right? Do you prefer the aisle? Do you prefer the middle? Are you one of those weird elbow-touching, loving people? Do you like the the window seat? 
Um, I'm going to give... Can I give, like, an obvious answer, and that's window first class? And we're ruling out first class. I mean, like, okay. in, in economy. Okay, well, mine's going to be window for the okay. sole reason that I don't use the bathroom on an airplane. I don't think I've ever used the bathroom on an airplane, mm-hmm. and I've flown a lot. Wow. You've flown in long flights, too. I've flown some long flights, yeah, but I just... I don't have anything against it. I just don't have to do it. Do you just, like, pound saltines before you board your plane? (laughs) No. Does that make you not use the bathroom? I don't know. It just feels like it would soak up all your liquids. No. I've never used the bathroom on a plane, and so I prefer to sit at the window because everyone else on the plane goes to the bathroom at least six times a flight. And so if I sit on the aisle, everyone's getting up. I have to keep getting up and letting people in and out and in and out. So give me the aisle, give me the uh, window seat. Yeah, I'm good mm. to go. Um, I have another non-imaginary answer. And one time I was watching the television, mm. and on it, they literally crashed an airplane, and it said that uh, the tail of the airplane was the safest. So I'm going to say the the last row. Um, aisle seat because unlike Corbin I like to be able to get up without intruding on other people's lives when I want mm. to mm. are you next to the air marshal so I'm going safe and, and convenient I like talking to people on planes so I'm going to take the middle seat that way I've got two options Valid. for conversations nice Ooh, wow. Clayton, on that topic it's a horrible choice when I'm booking a flight I will look for a window seat that already has someone booked in the aisle seat. Now that is smart. In the Just hopes in case that no one the middle, middle seat <laughs> is taken. No, in hopes that the middle seat is taken by like Adriana Lima. Oh. You know, who knows that that could be my future wife and she just happens to sit next to me. Why wouldn't I'm you just over book, right now? book a window seat that already has a person in the middle? Well, most of the time, it's there's two people next to each other. If it's just no one books just a middle seat. Ah, okay, okay. He wants a single person. So you're a not you're not interested in a person that's female. You're interested no. in a single female. I'm interested in the single female. Okay, flying so by a, themselves. You're nice. rolling the dice on the the middle lone passenger. Someone, guys, it's going to happen. A good strategy. One day. Yeah, that is interesting. Can't get snake eyes if you never roll the dice. It happened to Clayton. Yeah. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah. It did so, happen to me. So I have a lot of theories about the best place to sit on an airplane. I work for an airplane company, so I actually, every once in a while, get interesting test data from where to sit and crashes and all that good stuff. And I won't go into that because it'd probably freak people out from flying, and that would not be good for business. But what I will say mm-hmm. is that a lot of times when I'm on airplanes, this is where my mind goes. And maybe it's um, I'm a guy, maybe it's my background, I don't know. But I often think about a hostage situation. Sometimes when I'm just chilling and I'm like, okay, if if there's going to be like a hostile takeover, they're going to come from this direction, they're going to have some kind of self-designed weapon, where would I sit, where would I want to be? And for a long time, I was like, got to be in the aisle. Got to be in the aisle because you can get out and move around fast and, uh, you know, you can surprise somebody easier because there's no one in your way. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I was on an airplane coming back from St. Louis and I was in the aisle. I was using my, you know, my theories 
and I, you know, counter to my theory approach, I fell asleep. And when I woke up, the plane was emergency landing in a field in Nebraska. (laughs) (laughs) And I looked uh, to my left and to my right, and uh, there was a bunch of people around me, and they were all awake. I was kind of clueless as to what was going on, and I was like, hey, um... I'm a little freaked out right now because we're supposed to be halfway across the Rocky Mountains and I noticed that there's a lot of wheat down there and it's pretty close. So is there something wrong with the plane or what's what's going on? And they're like, oh no, this, this passenger climbed over a couple rows of seats and threatened a stewardess and then some people had to tackle him and they took him to the back and they taped up his hands and he's sitting back there right now. Aww. <laughs> yeah, so their emergency did wa- landing. Did you, wa- did you wave at him? I didn't, I didn't. A, a part of me was extremely disappointed in myself because <laughs> I wasn't ready for that at all. In fact, <laughs> I slept through the entire thing. Here's what's crazier. Here's what's crazier. I get a letter from the FBI a couple months later, and it's like, hey, this is this thing you have to fill out. It's an interview form, and you have to write all the information that you observed and saw. And we're sending it to you because you were in the row that the person climbed over. <laughs> what do I write in that form? I was asleep and I didn't wake up and I feel terrible now and I'm thinking, well maybe my strategy is all wrong. Maybe I should have sat in the middle because I've got the the highest chance of waking up. Mm. But yeah, super disappointed in hope me. You don't have any hope you don't have any dreams of working for the FBI cuz yes. after they hear that you slept through the whole thing, you don't have a shot. <laughs> Sorry America, I let you down. Man. If there was a hostage situation, Adam, I would have just slept until they crashed it into a field. Just, just re Adam. What what would you have done if if you were awake in the center aisle? Yeah, yeah. What would you have done if a if a guy started yelling at a stewardess climbing over your row? Oh, I just wrestled him to the ground. You would be a good person to do that. I, that's true. That you have the background. Is, that's like a fantasy, not even an imaginary issue. That's like a that's like a sports slash social fantasy that I have is like I want to grab somebody on an airplane because it's really hard to get weapons in an airplane so chances are that whatever they have is pretty lame and I'm going to be okay Uh, yeah and just take them out and I had the opportunity and I was asleep man (laughs) listen if I were you on your response to the FBI on the form I would just write all of your responses in braille and that way, when they get it, they're like, "Oh, he was blind, so he couldn't see." <laughs> that explains it. <laughs> that explains it. He's a blind guy. It's a well thought out argument. Res- responding in braille. It's a very <laughs> well thought out argument. But like, not real braille, but like how you think you would make braille, so just like poke <laughs> holes in the paper. <laughs> in the in the shapes of letters. <laughs> Sorry, That's what I thought braille I'm was blind. for like the first twelve years of my life. Uh, why isn't braille that (laughs) that's a great question (laughs) like why would they like they still each of the letters in braille is still like at least five little dots like why i guess so i guess so can be like a universal language so you don't have to do braille for every language you know what i'm saying just do just do english yeah so like there'd be english braille there'd be arabic braille there'd be uh brazilian braille did uh just uh out of curiosity like did they say did you ever find out like what the, what the guy was doing that for? Like, did he just freak out? Was he uh, the, anxious? Or he was super intoxicated. Oh, yeah, that was that was really all that I ever heard from it. But 
he was really, really intoxicated and then just started panicking and freaked out and then for some reason decided to take it out on a stewardess. And some giant 300-pound guy ended up just, like, sitting on him while he was spazzing. <laughs> and then some that other people... That is, like, my biggest advocate for gaining weight. Like, just so I can just be bigger than people. Yeah. Big be people slower, win. But you'll be slower than people. On an airplane, speed doesn't matter. That's yeah. actually... I agree with you, but, I mean, you're in normal ground way more often than you're up in a plane. Mm-hmm. It just feels like there's a greater chance for... Yeah. And for speaking of... Uh, speaking ground. of real issues, that, that dude is going to get some, like, hard time in a federal prison for that. I mean, talk about a bad day to be intoxicated. He's probably going to yeah. do years. Crazy. John, I think you had a focaccia, focatwa thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's focaccia crisp. I think that's a bread. Focaccia. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a badatwa for you badatwa. guys if you're up for it. Badatwa. For those who don't know, this is a balderdash of the week where John gives us a word and we have to tell him the definition of it. Mm. Go for it, John. Are you, are you guys ready? Yep. All right, I'll give you the word. I've I've listened to how you say it. The word is a noun. The word is dactylion. Dactylion. I listened to it again. That's better. Dactylion. You guys might be able to guess. Did this. anyone's mind go straight to Pokemon? Straight to Pokemon. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely it's a Pokemon. One hundred percent. I was like, that's easy. Was, that's a spawn of an Aerodactyl. Yeah. I was like, I was like I bet everyone else thought that. It's yes. when an Aerodactyl breeds with a Flareon. Done. Next question. Okay. Dact- right. Dactylion. Dactylion. All right. I'm going to use it in a sentence. Are you guys Ooh, ready? That's helpful. Thank you for being oh helpful. Gosh. All right. Here, here it is in a sentence. Ow. I hurt my Dactylion. Oh, gosh. I would not. Okay. That sentence was very helpful because I was not going in that yeah, direction. Yeah, is it Dactylion? Dac. Is it like what? Uh, is it what Dax Shepard calls his penis? <laughs> oh, that's a good who guess. Is, I don't know who Dax. Who's Shepherd Dax Shepard? He's uh, Kristen Bell's husband. Oh, uh, he's on those commercials where they do laundry. Got it. You're thinking of Dax Tillion. Oh, that's Close. Dax Tillion. <laughs> <That's>, oh, <laughs> man. Ah, dang it. I ruined my guess. My Dactillion's really flaring up today. Yeah. I got this weird rash on my Dactillion. I happen to Dactillion a lot. But if it... But if you if it's, your dactylion is something that can, you can hurt and say "ow," it has to be a thing. John, say your sentence on, on your body. Say your sentence one more time. Ow! I hurt. I hurt my dactylion. Okay, th- that sentence clearly was a an "ow." It sounds exterior let's, to me. Let's break this word down Latin root style. So you've Dac- got dact. Dactyl. You've got dactyl at the front, and I'm pretty sure that dactyl means aerodactyl. Nose. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and lion lion l l y o n no you didn't say that no l l i o n oh it literally is lion at the end like the big cat dactyl okay. lion yeah like a like a big cat dactylion so, if you had so a it's dactyl, a pterodactyl lion but that is on your person but think about on your body oh it's like a growth it's you have like a big 
growth that looks like an Aerodactyl lion. <laughs> I think like a birthmark. A birthmark. Cool. I, I think, think it's a birthmark. I think it's your. You hurt your birthmark. Ouch! My birthmark. Ah. <laughs> I think it's your navel. Okay. I think it's your belly button. Okay. That's what I think. I think it's the roof of your mouth. Mm. Ooh. Mm. That's close. Who is close? Don, who is closest um, region wise? <gasps> so Adam has belly button, I have junk, and Clayton has. Yeah. Oh, hold up. Give us hold a heat up. map. It's not the name of that little dangly okay, It depends. It's not a little thing of like the dangly thing in the back of your. Throat, no, that's your it? punching bag. That's the sphincter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is punching. not the sphincter. The, the punching it's, sphincter. That's the guy. uvula. Thank you. There you go. That's what we're looking for. It's got a weird name, but okay. So closest on your body, Adam's definitely the least close. Classic Adam. Okay, Um, Adam's the least close, and he's in the middle. So, (laughs) yep. So it depends on how you're holding your arms, Uh. because a a dactylion is the tip of the middle finger. Why? I don't know. Why is that a thing? <laughs> uh, I don't know, but it's a medical thing. What, is there so Joey would know. The, is there names for the tip of every one of your fingers? Like you have a thumb tillion and a pointer tillion? Ring tillion? You're going to have to look it up, man. All I know about is the dactylion. But now you know. That was great. <laughs> Keep those dactylions safe. Yeah, guys. Please practice safe dactylion. I'll just wear one of those thimbles <laughs> over it at all times. Contraceptive. Yes. Smart. Just find yeah. your nearest Protection. Monopoly game, grab the thimble out, and slap it on. Is that the only place Old the thimbles are? Style. They act- I think they actually took it out of Monopoly. There's no more thimbles. That's fair. So there's no more thimbles anywhere on planet Earth, then, is what you're yep. saying. That's yep. a shame. You have to buy oh, it my- on the dark web. Old Monopoly games. So, yeah. Hope you all enjoyed. Check out the other episodes. If you haven't, send us questions at... Send uh, us emails. Guys, we... we, I think we're going to run out of... Actually, no. There's no way we ever run out of ideas because it's the way that our show is structured. It's an infinite catalog of ideas. But we as want long help. as we, want we have lives. Listeners. Yeah. <laughs> we have material. Uh, but you can tweet us at Real Men Issues. You can email us at uh, questions at realmenissues.com. And, yeah, just... Holler at us. I want to thank Luster for letting us use their song, You've Got the Heat. Go check them out. Where you buy music, buy all their music right now. Go! And we'll be back next week, Clayton? uh, Yeah, I was going to say, let's all, uh, on the count of three, let's deliver our sign-off. All right, everyone get your sign-off. Here we go. Ready? One, two, three. Don't. Here we go. Get Get them at the next one. (laughs) 